And we're live, everybody. Welcome to the Bite of Why podcast, episode six, with tons of people. And this is our last episode for 2020. And um, we are very pleased to be joined by our entire guest roster from episode one. Um, we're going to have Nash and Kristen join in a bit. But today's topic of discussion is uh, going to be just running through V10, the software suite over the last year, uh, the year in retrospect, all the new features we've we've seen come to our vehicles. Um, we have a few people here who are on different builds. We've got Brandon, who's an FSD beta tester. We'll have Kristen soon, who's also an FSD beta tester. We've got Tom uh, from Sweden, who's on the latest current build. Uh, we've got <clears throat> Mark, also, who is hopefully going to be an FSD beta tester soon because he hopefully. puts awesome content and participates awesome. And we all hope that he will get it. But for now, he is on the present software suite. And we have myself and Glenn who are from and Franklin, who are from Canada, uh, who are all hopeful FSD beta testers. And um, Franklin thinks he will definitely not get it, but I'm sure he'll get it. It's negative reinforcement. I think it will work. If you set your expectations low, you can only be happy later. That is true. That is true. Right. That is true. All right. Um, thank you for everyone who's joined us on the chat. And uh, let's get to it. Does, does anyone here have any opening comments that they'd like to just throw out there about um, what a year it's been and um, from where we've come and where we're going. Anyone want to just volunteer to start? Mark, how about you? How's your year been in retrospect? So far, pretty good. Um, I think my main takeaways from the year have been probably regarding FSD, just because, I mean, that's probably in the last month or two, but that seems like that's the biggest change that could affect everyone the most. So I've been really thankful that uh, John from Silicon Valley and Brandon, also from California, have been allowing me to ride with them just to see how it works and what it does, what it doesn't do, kind of as a Tesla addict, exactly what <laughs> everyone kind of wants to see develop into something that's um, going to help humanity, basically. So I'm, my my takeaways of 2020 are FSD beta. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's 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 a good takeaway. That's a good takeaway, and you have the privilege of of having experienced it live with Brandon, and um, yeah, you can see the number of oomph moments in that drive where you're like just like bamboozled that the car is actually doing this. It's a reality check, right? Like you pinch yeah. yourself that. You're in a vehicle that's actually driving itself without interventions. And it's not like driving in a straight line. It's actually doing the stuff that normal people would do. Yeah, I think the difference between like why people aren't really worried like when they're on regular autopilot is because it's pretty well known what it's going to do and what it's not going to do. So you kind of know like if you see this happen, then that's kind of the worst that could happen. But with FSD beta, you're always on your on your toes. You don't know necessarily what it's going to do. It might switch lanes. It might not switch lanes. It might 
zigzag, you know, you never know. So just that unknown, I think, is what makes it a little more difficult. And it's definitely like a job for all the beta testers. So much thanks goes out to them, especially Brandon. Long videos, back and forth, much appreciated. Oh, absolutely. I think uh, you, you hit the nail on the head when you said it's a job. It's <clears throat> it, it, it comes with a far greater degree of responsibility than I think the general public want to take on as much as they want FSD beta, they want FSD beta, bring it here, bring it here. It requires you, the whole point is to, to for the end user to complete that feedback loop with Tesla to ensure that the rest of the general public, when they get it, it's as seamless as an implementation as, as, as Tesla can put out. And they're relying heavily on the beta testers to give them that data and and more often tell them when they're wrong. I think the most the single most important uh, event of the FSD beta drives that I noticed that the testers do is actually putting that camera button is to is to tell Tesla that something went wrong. I think that's the most important thing that you can do. Um, well, any time they take over as well, that data is also going back because right. it's um, they had to disengage for whatever reason and uh it's no different than hitting the camera button right right awesome brandon that said that uh there's certainly a lot of stress involved in being a beta tester yeah you could tell from my earlier videos because the earlier builds were very rough for me but the latest build was actually it's been great i mean it, it drives a lot more natural to me i mean there's still a lot of work that needs to be done but from where it started to now is much much better uh, it's I, it's I interesting. Of, go ahead. I was going to say it's interesting you say that, Glenn, because I've talked to almost every beta tester, and they all share the same sentiment. Um, do you, are you sure you really want it? Like, no. careful what you ask for, uh, because it's really, really strong. Like uh, the last video you guys did, um, where it was close to the, the edge there. Like, I would have took over too. Like, I don't blame you, and I still saw some of the comments like, "Why are you taking over? Let it get, like." That's that's a stressful situation, right? Um, well, yeah, and like Tesla Lisa, who also has FSD beta, I think she said it best. Like the camera really doesn't capture what it's like to be in the car, mm -hmm. yeah. Because like the camera shows a kind of a slight movement, and maybe even the camera stabilizing it a little bit. But when you're in the car, it's basically like you have a G-force to the far right, and there's an edge of a bridge. I, you know, normally you would be a little <laughs> uneasy in that situation. No, no, for sure, right? A hundred percent. And I think that's like the general consensus I've heard from every beta tester. Like, careful what you wish for, because it's not like all rosy. It's like um, you're controlling a big motorized vehicle that can hurt yourself and others, and you have to be careful and cautious at all times. And uh, Yeah, so there's a... I agree with you, Glenn and Brandon, and all the other beta testers, and yeah. There's... Uh... So one of the sentiments behind why I think um, we up north are crying out loud uh, to get FSD beta in Canada um, and the same latitudes across Europe, hopefully, is because of the conditions that are unique to us at this point in time. Like it's frigid, it's really cold, you can't see roads, there are no lines, there are no markings. It's going to put FSD, the FSD algorithms through a much, much, much sterner test. Um, because if it can succeed in when seeing no lines, when when figuring out where its geometric position on the road should be based on extrapolating from other vehicles on the road or however they're doing the algorithm, I think that'll be phenomenal. And 
because obviously above all of this is India driving. Like when you have a thousand different forms of transport all on the same road and you have people, no, I mean, lots of people flagrantly disobeying the rules. It's going to be uh, what kind of rule set do you actually implement in the algorithm because nobody follows the rules. So the amount of variables just increase exponentially. So anyway, that's the FSD Beta Canada rant out of the way. Um, all right. So thank you, Mark, for your tidbit on 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 what 2020 has been. How about you, Glenn? Uh, What's your experience been, and are you excited for 2021? From a testing perspective, um, obviously with uh, the global pandemic, things are very much different than uh, what I had planned for the year. I mean, I, I would have loved to have been able to take advantage of the Cross Canada uh, supercharging network, and I've gone down east to visit some uh, Tesla family and uh, friends. So that would have been... Uh, uh, plan that I would have liked to have implemented this year, but, you know, definitely with the uh, thing the world is going through right now, that was not possible. But you know what, in a positive note, it has given um, Tesla an opportunity to continue to build out the supercharging network. I know there's a lot of new stations that are underway. I know basically here in Alberta, there's uh, new stations going out in Canmore, uh, in Golden. Uh, so that's going to help alleviate the uh, amount of traffic and wait times at some of those supercharging stations. So uh, that's positive and something I'm looking forward to trying uh, in 2021. And, you know, hopefully, you know, things improve uh, this coming year and uh, I can go across Canada and enjoy some of the uh, beauty across this nation of ours and uh, experience some of those other uh, supercharging stations. And go for a giant uh, pizza slice with franklin yes same here <laughs> and of course uh fsd i'm really looking forward to that when it does come i don't know if i'd be a beta tester even if i was invited I'd, i probably would but if i did get the invite and like we were mentioning earlier and all the, the stresses of that and i don't drive a lot um you know i work from home even before this whole pandemic so i don't have to commute but uh you know fsd is definitely something i'm really looking forward to Awesome, awesome. Uh, as we as we all, you know, I think the station in Canmore is now online. I mean, somebody posted photos of the lights being on. When I visited a week and a half ago, it wasn't. Yeah. And I think um, I think it's in Tesla's best interest to actually put it right next to a Boston pizza, like they have this time. <laughs> there's at least spaces to eat. The, the existing location where the station is, there's like nothing to nothing on either side. It's a nice location, like visually, mm -hmm. but the amenities wise, it's not. It really lacks because you got to walk quite a distance. To actually to go to 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 take a to get a bite to eat or to go use a, a washroom or something, um, which in uh, uh, sorry to say, but in minus thirty, I'm not doing that. I'm going to sit in my car um, and I'm not going to walk, or I'm going to stop first, get my stuff done, and then go to the supercharger. Um, it'd be really nice if we actually got a supercharger like the Kettleman City one in the U.S. Like you know, like that's I think that's the. <clears throat> That's the, the reference point, the benchmark, the state of the art, you would say. Um, I guess that when you have as a country the number of people less than the population of the state of California, uh, can't really ask for too much, <laughs> you know. Um, anyway, we'll keep asking. We'll keep asking and hopefully we get a response. 
I think that they're really being mindful about where they're putting superchargers. So like they're not they're not doing it randomly. Like when there's a really high density of Teslas, they're mm -hmm. considering that higher than others. So like California, it does have a ton of superchargers, but there's also a ton of Teslas. Like yeah. Brian, well, they're like basically the Corolla around here. Everyone pretty much has one. So you have to have a network. Like you have to have a little bit more dense of a network around here. Right. Right. Even uh, travel restrictions that we've had here, uh, I have heard of some, you know, significant wait times uh, at some of these charging stations between Calgary and Vancouver. So I think uh, I think the way they are building it out and expanding, Mark, is exactly what you're saying. They're they're looking and seeing, you know, which stations have a um, high usage rate and wait times and that sort of thing. So I think that uh, makes a lot of sense. Awesome. And uh, we have KTN in the house. Hi, Kristen. Hi. How's it going? Good. <laughs> awesome. 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 We were just, we were just, um, we were going turn by turn and just talking about how 2020 has been in retrospect and, um, and how excited we were about all the features that, you know, and, that, and other things that Tesla is, is doing, you know, and we were just having a quick chat on, uh, the supercharger network and their build out and the, the opportunity the pandemic has offered Tesla to continue building out the supercharger stations. Um, and uh, that's basically what we were talking about. Thank you for taking the time to join us today. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thank and, you. Um, yeah, I will not put you on the spot. So let's talk to Tom. Let's talk to Tom. How's 2020 been in Sweden? Uh, uh, from a from a Tesla feature perspective, I know that things work a little differently in Europe. From I mean, based on our last discussion on our last episode, the feature set is not fully implemented globally at the same time, right? Unlike say no. an, an iOS update or something. Yeah, um, true. it is so. for sure. But we're seeing uh, version three superchargers popping up all over, awesome. and and it's from one day to another. So, you know, we got a V three charger here. But, but also remember in, in, in Sweden or Europe in general, 90% charge at home, like 90% really are. So, and I'm at a plus quarter and a half million miles right now, which is 430,000 kilometers. And I've never waited at a supercharger, ever, ever. I even went into a supercharger on Easter holiday just to see if I were have to wait, but they, they were almost full. But I didn't have to wait. So, um, well, we're pretty close to Norway. Norway is insane. Uh, and, and Norway, of course, is going to get the beta version uh, next. Um, but they're, they're outside of the European Union. We talked about that as well. You know, the European Union is, uh, they're, they're chopping up the, the, the versions that we get for autopilot over here. They're really, it's crappy. The US version is really good. It's, twice as good it's it's functional so but yeah 2020 crazy i'm usually doing like eighty thousand kilometers a year and this year you know i can't drive it's just it's i mean the i haven't driven my tesla in three days i'm like shaking i'm actually shaking it's uh, i'm sweating i'm not feeling good it's um it's withdrawals i don't know <laughs> So I've told myself that I'm not going to drive my Tesla until I, if I, until I get chosen as an FSD beta tester. <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. No, no, I, I, I had massive withdrawal myself. I had massive withdrawal myself. I think I spent like, I just recently started gaming again. 
after like a 10-year hiatus and um i've just been gaming and um I, I went four days without driving my vehicle. And so we went for a Christmas day drive and it felt kind of weird. I'm like, hey, this is a new car again. Like what's going on? <laughs> um, but I guess that's what it does to you. It gives you that element of surprise every time. And it was, we had a crazy snow day. I think it was like 50 centimeters of snow fell on the city. I think it just got dumped on. Like, Excellent. Because um, it ensured that we had a, a white Christmas. Um, <clears throat> but that's that's... That's interesting. I mean, I hope that they they build out feature sets for Europe. I think they I think the regulators are generally more uh, are they take more time, and I think they're stricter. I think in the EU. And, no, uh, it's it's the lobbyist groups. Yeah, they 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 you know they make Malta put in a veto, so the rest of the European Union can't use the beta. But I mean, Volvo, Audi, Mercedes are putting out lighter versions of autopilot so I'm, I'm guessing when they do it's gonna be it's gonna be loud yeah yeah and it's I, politics man it's um it's no agreed 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 um it's 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 difficult to make one size uh suits all right i mean yeah and um especially when you're trying to tackle a global problem Mm -hmm. um, at least Tesla's approach is, is is trying to tackle the world as it is, right? I mean, as opposed yeah. to some other competitors who are starting with geofences and then expanding out. Yeah. Um, but but let me ask you: Has, has Brandon or have have you traveled into Canada? And does your FSD beta stop working when you enter Canada? I haven't. I, have, I haven't even left the state, so. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, our, okay. Our borders are closed right now, so they can't uh, come into our country. Yeah, Pardon? Our borders, borders are actually closed. closed. Oh, yeah, yeah. Borders are actually closed. Oh, yeah. yeah. got that thing. Yeah. yeah. That's Canadians a don't thing, want to right? there. <laughs> that's, that's a local thing, right? I mean, if you want to ship me your car, either of you, feel free. Like, I'll gladly accept it. Would um, you like the Model 3 for testing, or right? Rolex? Oh, I'm not picky either or. <laughs> <laughs> there, if there should be a car, we can't complain, right? No, no. That'd be the next camera. You yeah, get your FSD beta one way or another. <laughs> but you can't charge it, though. You can't charge it. You need like a super adapter. You can't charge it. We have different uh, plugs. The charging mm. the port is different. Yeah. Well, can you ship me one of those too? No. Only, only Tesla has it. So you, okay. you can't. You, that's why you can't ship the cars from US to Europe because um, CCS versus for the ten of them uh, early on. I don't know how they managed to. It cost them more than the car to change the charging port. But wow. yeah, I'll, I'll let, you can have it as a souvenir though. Mm -hmm. Awesome, awesome. I mean, I think it'll be. I think once things open out again. I mean, it's just so surprising that Tesla's still selling so many cars. You would think that in a pandemic, people want to just lock down, kind of go into hibernation a bit, reevaluate their financial choices in the, the next year, and then resume splurging. Mm -hmm. But um, no, not with respect to Tesla cars, I think. It's, it's interesting. Well, I guess people can't do anything to you as long as you're in your vehicle and you don't get out. And you don't interact with anybody. So it's an ideal choice for road trips. Makes it interesting. All right, let's uh, 
let's jump uh, let's jump to the the center tile in the the video feed here let's jump to franklin who who seems to have closed the border according to mark <laughs> oh if i was hold on a second so i'm able to close the border i can control whether we get snow or not but i can't get the beta <laughs> i've seen pictures from family out there you guys do have snow yeah i i reinstated it because there's too many complaints from the west western canada was complaining i canceled the snow in the east um so my year actually started on october 22nd um that was day one of no fsd beta canada and it's been a long journey since uh today is day 65 uh 66 sorry and i have something fun planned for day 69 which is probably my dumbest idea ever but it should be fun and uh yeah i've it's been a fun year, um, despite everything that's happened. Just kind of, uh, I've been working from home, right? Um, kind of, and uh, yeah, just been kind of relaxing and hopefully get the beta soon. Uh, if not myself, uh, honestly, I just want to see it in person because, uh, as Mark said before, it's so much different seeing it in person versus uh, videos. And uh, we have two people here that do amazing videos. Uh, but it's still different seeing videos than seeing it in person. So I'm kind of looking forward to that. And hopefully someone in my area gets it and is willing to give me a ride. That's what I'm hoping for. So, Guys, I think uh, I would add to Franklin's point, And it's not just two people. I think almost everybody here has put out some stellar stuff. Like, Kristen, you're, like, I think the most recent entrant into the YouTube space. And I think I think your videos are awesome. Like, Brandon, yeah, I, I mean... I can see you like I can see the progress, right? Like starting with, with with almost no cameras to begin, and now you're like, whoa! It's 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 gone bonkers, man. I mean, the quality is insane. Um, well, I'm buying I'm buying Mark today too. So yeah. Wow, it's 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 incredible. And Mark, like like just out of nowhere, like just started the, the GoPro, and man, the stability on those videos is phenomenal. And we have Mr. Tesla and the Gong in the house. Was like, hey guys, good morning, and uh, it's, it's really good morning for me. Merry Christmas to everyone. Sorry I'm late. I slept through my alarms. Terrible. I've got some saffron tea to wake me up. Happy to everybody who celebrates it. Yes. I, I, I went on a nice long uh, bushwalk and I completely, completely overslept. I took my Model 3 for, for a drive through mm -hmm. the mountains. It's just phenomenal. It, it, even even with uh, without uh, FSD, um, the Model 3 is able to negotiate the 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 uh, turns and the bends quite quite well. Uh, it, mountainous tracks. No Speaking of which, Nash, uh, congratulations on getting your 2021 Model 3. That's right. It Thank you very awesome. much. Guys. Thank you. Awesome. And uh, what well, that's I think the fourth Tesla in your house. That's, that's amazing. True. That is true. Yes. Thank you. That Thank is you. amazing. Thank Fantastic I, I am, stuff. I feel he very wants, blessed, and uh, I must say, he, he's trying to increase his chance to get the updates first and get the beta. So, <laughs> no, if you think about it, that. he keeps buying them to get a higher, higher possibility, right? He's playing the odds. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I wish. I wish. I wish that was true. <laughs> hey, live and let live, man. FSD Beta Canada, FSD Beta, FSD Aussie, FSD yeah, Beta yeah. Aussie. Yeah. Let's Anyways, see, let's see how this works. 
Uh, sorry, sorry, guys, I'm late. I'm so sorry. I slept through my alarms. I'm really sorry. No, so, no, I mean, just to catch you up, I think we were just all talking about our year in retrospect. I think we we're just yes. talking about 2020 and how uh, and how the the year has been uh, for all of us and uh, how stoked and excited we are about 2021. I mean, that's that's true. And Franklin was just was just. So I was gonna say. Videos. I was gonna say something. You talked about uh, making videos, and she's not gonna say it because she's too modest. But definitely check out the Snake Hop Jazz uh, video or song. It's really good. Uh, I heard the song, and that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So, just wanted to throw that out there. That's awesome. That's absolutely right. That is awesome. <laughs> yeah. I haven't so, heard it. You have not heard it. Send me a link. All right. I will. Okay. Thanks. I'll see if we can. Uh, I'll see if we can link it in the notes as well. Yeah, uh, that's, notes. True. yeah that's awesome. That's awesome, K10. Cool. Oh, thank you. Um, it, I jumped out of the feet. I'm not sure how. Sorry. <laughs> no, we were just we were just saying how how awesome the song is. Yeah. Oh, there thank you. you. I need to do more videos. I haven't branded like a video king. I haven't done any properly, but. I'll be doing more. So. And all of the it's videos are just phenomenal. Crazy. It's been easy and things have been unexpected as we all know. So. Mm, yeah. That's true. Yeah. All right. Oh, she dropped off again. I think her signal is a little on the... Yeah. yeah. That's all the funding we can get to get her on the podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Let's switch to you, Brandon. How's your, uh, your 2020? I know your 2020 has been... Very interesting. It's, yeah, it's been a rough year for me, but I mean, FSC yeah. beta is pretty awesome. You know, that kind of yeah. like gave me like this boost at the end of the year, which has helped, you know, with all this stuff going on right now. So, it in. No, <laughs> I'm joking. No, okay. you know, so I just got to say, so I actually went up to the mountains uh, just two days ago and we actually drove over ice, icy roads okay. with FSC beta. Oh, wow. And uh, it didn't have any detection algorithms built okay. in for that. So I had to disable it. So that most likely be why it's not rolling out to other, you know, to Canada, because it just, it didn't do anything different. It just kept driving and we started sliding. So, you know, I had to disengage uh, all of it. <laughs> so it's, I just I don't heard, think it's right. I had uh, Mother Franca canceled uh, winter today. It should be fine. If I'm not mistaken. <laughs> Yeah. No, but Brandon, I must say, mate, that that video you put out was was heart wrenching. Um, it was fabulous, yeah. of course. Yeah, and uh, all the all the videos are phenomenal. The, my 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 favorite is still the the uh, the Skydio uh, following the car. That is the best. It is this phenomenal that one. Let's talk it's about my happy favorite. So yes. we actually, when we were in the mountains, we actually had an incident with one of our drones, and it crashed into a tree. So I'm going to post that video too. <laughs> it was awesome. Oh, dear, the dear, Tesla dear. drives by, and then all of a sudden the drone trips out, and then just goes flying into a tree. It was just the weirdest okay. thing. For clarification for people listening, it's the drone that flew the crash, not the Tesla. Yeah, <laughs> Tesla so, if, if Tesla if was watching, you'd probably twist the whole damn thing now. Yeah. It was actually our phantom that did that. It was really weird. <laughs> yeah, see, maybe Scadio needs people uh, flying, like controlling the drone, kind of like how the people at Tesla HQ or controlling all the beta cars, right? Because I've heard that. Could be. Skydio yeah. was good. Skydio was perfect. The Phantom, on the other hand, it tripped out. <laughs> my my DJI Air crashed into the mountain as well. It does, it, it, when it's over some undulating surfaces like water, it seems to get confused. Uh, I went to yeah, a place called so, Cascade Falls. 
that's when it that's when it happens because it was a cascade of falls so it and there was moving water and it just couldn't figure out uh the, the different cascades it was it was like it is actually one entire cascade of falls and it just couldn't figure it out and it, it fell into the water i was like what yeah that's what happened it got some weird object detection issue and then it just flew yeah. directly into a tree by itself so you know it was really really odd so but i'll, I'll yeah, post that video. yeah the insurance company is listening yeah yeah, through the, yeah of course yeah right the tesla drive by and yeah. then all of a sudden yeah. the drone trips out and flies into a tree oh, that'd be fantastic <laughs> happened to me too twice yeah those drones this is the phantom mavic mavic pro 2 hey no phantom 2. phantom 3. phantom 3. oh okay whoa okay i have the pro 2 now the air just gave up completely gave up mm. hey brandon i just wanted to to on since we're talking all the happy stuff i'd just like to say on our behalf on the behalf of the podcast and everybody here it's glad that you you came out the other side and um and you're good you're healthy and that's awesome it's scary getting it here now it's just it's just a scary yeah. thing just stay safe and healthy. Continue. Mm -hmm. Do what you're doing. Yeah. Obviously, it's right. And um, best wishes. Anyway, um, FSD, FSD beta, beta 8. Man. FSD beta 8. <laughs> While I think, I think we've seen so many FSD betas, the videos out there now. I mean, um, talk to us. If you can talk to us about what makes it more human-like. What is it? Because so far, you know, to be honest, it has been really impressive. I mean, when you're watching on a video, you can't mm -hmm. really figure out whether it's making a turn like a human or it's making a turn like a car, like or automatically, because the videos have been so smooth. Like everybody is posting such great content and so stable that you really can't say that turns or things that it's doing is jerky or not. It depends on the person in the car letting you know. So. Um, so, for example, in the latest video uh, that you posted, uh, I think your first run with the latest uh, software, it took those like, bicycle lines. Oh. And I was like, dude, that's just, it's not going to work. Like, And then it kind of centers into the actual driving lane, right? It took the bicycle lane in, I think, a couple of those. I'm like, dude, that's that sucks. I mean, it actually sucks. I mean, it should know the difference, you would think. Um but you know, so when there's cars parked there, it's fine. Right. Right. Uh, okay. Hmm. Interesting. So I'm, I'm, I mean, I did watch the rest, and it looks it looks awesome. But there are kinks, and I can. Um, and hey, shout out to Elon Musk. He he took the time to actually reply to my tweet today. Um, oh, no, I missed that. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, thank you, Elon, for taking the time. Uh, but I think. Um, Honestly, I would still say sort out some of the stuff in the U.S. first. Get all the, I mean, to his point, it is complicated. It, there's so many edge edge cases. I have your tweet here. Oh, awesome. Uh, awesome. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. And um, it's not so much about, it's not uh, so much about, sorry, Kaden. I know I saw you there, but I just forgot to add you to the No, screen. it's okay. Yeah. It just um, likes dropping I don't know why. <laughs> She's never joining back. <laughs> no, this is the maximum number of people we've had on the stream. Um, so really, we're pushing the limits and trying to stretch the boundaries of the service. But hopefully, it's more stable now. Um, yeah, it's it's a little choppy for me, too. So 
Oh, okay. Same. Um, okay. Uh, but yeah, like I was saying, I was saying the FSD, we were talking about the FSD beta and we were talking about specifically uh, Brandon's video where he shows that the car actually went into the, uh, the bicycle lane instead of taking the actual driving lane. Mm. Uh, and but Brandon pointed out that as long as there are cars parked or um, cars parked there, like it shifts correctly. Um, so just, I mean, and I was quoting, I got my first Elon Musk reply today to which he said that there's differences in rules between the US and Canada and that's, and it will come out soon here. Uh, and I kind of respected his reply because looking at it, it's not even just edge cases. Edge cases happen when you have a set of parameters that are locked in. They're still trying to lock in those parameters. Yeah. Like there are so many nuances in driving, like a bicycle mm -hmm. lane, an HOV mm -hmm. lane, and then stuff's here, stuff's there, stuff here in some places, stuff not in some places. They got to figure out that entire base rule set first. Yeah. And then you're going to get the edge cases. What if a donkey walks across? Or what if a, a monkey jumps on your car? Like, you know, stuff like that. Um, what if a kangaroo is trying, trying to cross the road? Which is real stuff. Oh, a moose in Canada. Like, yeah. um, this stuff is real. I remember, um, what is a... So here's a question for you guys. I, obviously, there's no way in, in hell you can test this. But I remember my last visit to the US and I was in Detroit. And I was in my buddy's car. And we were just, I think, driving from Lansing to Ann Arbor, Michigan. And um, this is dead of the night, and uh, all of a sudden our car just gets thump, and and it just like move, and uh, we notice our left side view mirror is just gone, and then we just stop, and this we and somehow we hit a deer. The deer hit us actually, yeah, yeah. and just knocked off the entire side view mirror. Yeah. I mean, we didn't know what to do, but I mean, we just stopped and looked back. I mean, but what is what happens if your side view mirror gets knocked off? Or, I mean, it shouldn't affect the FSD, in, technically speaking, because it, well, it operates on the cameras, right? It doesn't Well, there's antennas inside the mirrors. Yeah, the antennas are in the... Uh, so, yeah, there's antennas in there. So, oh. a, a very real thing. So, the, can the car continue on? I'm sure the redundancy is baked in to the entire, um, to the entire ecosystem of, of logic. I'm sure there are lots of redundancies. Mm. But um, just another thing, obviously, none of you guys can test this voluntarily. I would never ask you to either. Um, <clears throat> but in the rare event that it does happen, can the system continue to perform as is, or does it give the driver control? It's And just to add a little bit of flavor on that, too. So like I would say, even watching like all the FSD beta videos, if it makes a little bit of mistakes here and there, I'd still say it's like it's 100% correct or it's like completely correct like 95% of the time. So there's a few cases where like, okay, it goes a little wide. It does something that humans actually do too. It's just, you know, we don't crucify humans for switching lanes without a blinker. But when FSD beta does it, it's a little bit more alarming because people are like, well, we don't understand the computer. Yeah. So it is like most of the time it's doing actually quite a good job, but occasionally it does something that's like, that's kind of weird. So I think until they get that extra 5% or 1%, which is actually a lot, that is a lot of time. Like if you're driving 1% of the time, that could be like a couple minutes. So if it's not doing the right thing 1% of the time, that needs some some fixing. But it is still doing the right thing, you know, the majority of the time. So I think we see that, that it's getting better and better for sure. Um, 
that one percent. You mentioned it as the march of the nines. I think it's going to be. We're going to have to make. They're going to have to pull the plug and make that draw that line across, saying we've got enough line dot nine 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 percent probability yeah. that we can prevent injury or incorrect operation. I think that will still take a few years, to be honest. I, I did the calculation actually. Uh, I think it's five nines of uh, like five long tail nines. Yeah. For it to be one whole point above uh, human capability. Uh-huh. And this is based off average accidents per 100,000 based off all the data I can collect, uh, which sounds like a lot. But, I mean, once they match it, it's technically better to have a FSD car rather than a human, even if it makes mistakes. The problem is, is you're still going to have media that says, oh, a full self-driving car made a mistake. They won't yeah. see it as, uh, from a statistical point of view, it's actually still safer than a human. Um, but yeah, I did all the math on that one day, um, hmm. just out of curiosity, because you always hear like long tail knives, and it, you can actually like peg it down to an exact number uh, based off human error. And again, humans don't set the bar very high uh, for a computer to bypass, especially depending on where you live. Uh, for like me personally, I pay the out of anyone in Ontario, my city has the highest insurance rates across all of Ontario because um, we have the absolute worst drivers. And I'm not just saying that. It's like <laughs> my insurance is ridiculous. Uh, so I can tell you every day, uh, every time I go out for a drive, I see these people and I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I'm pretty sure the FSD beta is already better than people in my city. So, um, yeah. Are you in Brampton, Ontario by any chance? Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I mean, look, I, I got my... Canadian driving license in Ontario, and uh, my first car, when I paid insurance on it, I think it was something, it was a three-figure number per month, which just blew my, as a student at the time, I did not have the money to pay for insurance. Like I, I thought you looked up worst insurance rates on Ontario, and that was the first thing that came up. <laughs> no, no, no. And, and to be honest, it it blew my mind, because the, the person that, on the call told me your proximity to Brampton, Ontario is very, is very close. So... <laughs> You're paying extremely high, and so I, I did, um, and over time it's it's gone down. But yeah, that area is pretty notorious for the most number of accidents I think in the country. So uh, if you if you actually go to Google and type in highest insurance rates in Ontario, uh, my city is four hundred dollars higher than the second place. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Four hundred dollars. My gosh. That's, yeah, that's that's higher. So ridiculous prices, but yeah, it looks like no, no, that's 400 higher than second. Like, Oof. that that's the gap from first to second. It's we're, we're in the thousands, yeah, okay. Average. Okay, you can have yeah. the FSD then. Okay, you deserve it. That's all right. <laughs> you guys deserve it. You know, the worst part about it all is if so, basically, there's two cities like side by side. If you live on one side of the street, you're gonna pay in the thousands. If you pay on the other side of the street, like, it's literally a fraction of the cost. Just because of the address, like this, the address changes cities, so your insurance rate drops drastically. We're talking like literally, you can be on like a one street apart. It's insane. So, wow, wow. I mean, it, yeah, yeah. It's it's crazy. I, we can see why why you're the FSD beta campaign manager for the country. I mean, yeah. you're in the right place. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If it can if it can drive here, it can drive anywhere. That's what I think. Right. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well. If you can self-drive there, you can self-drive anywhere, I think. Yeah. But I've been to Canada twice. They drive kind of okay, doesn't it? What's the name of that town where they shot Roxanne, the movie? 
What's the name of that town? You remember? Nelson. Yeah, I've been there. Yes. That's a Nelson, cool town. I- I'm laughing because Roxanne K- K- can't us. Inside joke, she just like totally dipped out. <laughs> you oh, really young. You're a great uh, Canadian rock hero. <laughs> Well, I'm a great, I'm a great Canadian rock hero. Is that what I heard? No, I can't say. no, Neil Young, Daryl Hannah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Roxanne, she's married to Neil Young. Yeah. No, I was thinking of a totally different Roxanne when you said it. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is the child version, you know. With, um... The police is the one I was thinking. There's an inside no. joke. Yeah. No, no, no. No, no, no. Yeah. All right. Well, Nelson, BC isn't really Brampton, Ontario. I'll put it that. I'll put it that okay. way. Okay. Cool. Um, Brampton is just a whole different level. And generally speaking, you see different driving styles between different provinces in Canada here. Like, I mean, Ontario people, my first, so I was in Ontario first as a student, and then I moved here to Alberta. And my first thought was, I'm like, wow, people in Ontario drive so much faster than Alberta. Like, I mean, the average speeds on the highway are just much faster. Everybody's in a rush. Um, and it, it was it was starting, I mean, anyway. That's one of the things that Elon tweeted today that they're possibly going to look into having like a matched traffic speed, which I think we've seen in some videos that's definitely needed because even if it's sometimes it's going a little too fast because mm. the speed limit is like not taking into account closer traffic that's slowed down. Sometimes it's going too slow. And like if you're going that slow on the freeway, people are going to basically run you off the road. So it well, needs some detection of like nearby traffic. I'm no, just reading the tweet now that he said the uh, match other traffic speed setting. That is actually pretty good. Because, for, for yeah, sure, Mark, because people are getting a little angry with us when I'm driving on autopilot, even without FSD. That is, even well, on for, autopilot. For us here, I have friends that have come to visit me from the states all the time, and even though our highway posted speed is 100, the average going speed is like 130. I'm not joking. Like if you're doing less than 130, people are like angry at you. Um, so, and, and I know it sounds crazy, but again, you can or insurance rates are what they are um so that's like the going speed so a feature like that would actually be extremely helpful uh to actually prevent an accident because if you're going like if you actually are doing 100 you're actually like at a higher risk of causing an accident because of the going speed right so just, just for the u.s viewers um 100 is a 62 miles an hour and the the 130 is i think uh 80 80 80 miles an hour yeah something like that so close yeah. Even on lower speeds, though, like I think in a couple of Brandon's videos and in Chuck's videos, like people have literally just honked because you're going too slow because you're going the speed limit, which is not a good place to yeah. be. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've seen. I, I want to. There's some parts in their videos too where I've seen um, Chris who's actively taking it off because he said, "Oh, there's a car behind him. He doesn't want to interrupt them." And it makes sense. Yeah. You don't want to mess with people's uh, driving experience around you, right? If it's going to interrupt too much. Uh, but it's kind of a pain because you kind of want to see what the car can do, but at the same time, you don't want to mess with others around you. So it's like, uh, what do you do, right? Absolutely. Agree. It's an interesting point. Can a self-driving vehicle get a speeding ticket? If the yes. driver sets yes. The, yes. the thresholds above, let's say there's a new cop kid wants to make an impression and wants to, you know, has a number of tickets to issue in a day and he basically stops the self-driving car because it's doing a mile an hour over or two miles an hour over. There's no, there is no actual rule saying that you are allowed to go even one mile an hour over without getting a speeding ticket. Is there like, it's I don't think so. post speed limit and whatever Delta there is, is just 
a soft delta that people on the highway understand. I mean, um, oh, okay, I, I can say this uh, for uh, for Australia, we have no soft deltas. Uh, our, our traffic rules are enforceable um, quite diligently and firmly. So right. in our case, yeah, uh, if you go, we have multiple, or rather, we have variable speed limits uh, on on one single stretch. Uh, because uh, although it is called Princess Highway, the Princess Highway, like, extends all around, uh, all around Australia. To be to be honest, so right. our speed limits are different uh, different spots, and we have to go down to sixty before we cross the speed limit sign. That is our most important uh, um, rule. So we are already afraid here with the new with with the older soft, uh, with the older FSD. Sorry, with the older autopilot, no FSD. With the older autopilot. Um, we still are scared when you're going from an 80 road to a 60 road uh, because we should be at 60 when we cross the, that, the traffic sign. Whereas now it actually slows down to 60 after it crosses, which is actually a violation of law uh, for us at this time. And we are um, uh, eligible to get a speeding ticket for that, for that, um, for that violation. And we, yeah. we have, we have, and we have something called double demerits for the holidays. So till, till Monday, if I, if I, um, if if I violate a rule, I get double demerits, uh, and then there's a there's a two day gap, and then from thirty first to third, it's double demerits. So we are we are always scared of that. Um, so that has to be taken into consideration. No, I think you know, I'm I'm going to tweet that at Elon right now and ask him <laughs> if, if FSD will consider double demerit points during holidays. Yeah. yeah you said a key word there, holiday. Is anyone here have the holiday update? Nope. No, not yet. No, I've been I've been hitting on the refresh button, and my refresh button has just lost all the words already. And we're not bitter at all. Wait, so you bought a fourth car just to get updates, and you still don't have it on any? Wow. Yeah, no, I'm feeling bummed now. Let's tweet that out at Elon. Elon, I I bought a new car day before yesterday, mate. Send me FSD. What are you doing? Well, I mean, yeah. Holiday update aside, I mean, I think the golden rule with with respect to the posted speed limit sign is you got to slow down to the posted speed limit sign at the time you hit the sign and then uh, accelerate as soon as you see the new sign if the speed limit is higher. Um, you don't slow down after crossing the speed limit sign because then you can get ticketed. And that used to happen at the... Uh, I remember when I was a student in, in Michigan, uh, it used to happen at the Michigan-Ohio border all the time because Ohio was super strict about 65. Um, and Michigan was 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 chill above 70. Like, um, so there'd be a cop standing right behind Welcome to Ohio, trying to, and, and would bag almost everybody because everybody in Michigan was doing 70, 70 plus and would fail to slow down to 65. And I think I think I've never heard I think it's a criminal offense to get ticketed for speeding in Ohio. Oh, wow. I think it's that strict for some mm. reason. Maybe Maybe they can add like the bumper sticker that Brandon's been talking about, or like, some kind of illuminated sign. Or maybe if, you over, maybe if you get pulled over, you can like show your data logs to the officer and say, "This wasn't me driving," something like that. And then I think, like, if we're only really talking about going over the speed because we're in a transition where there's humans and autonomous vehicles, but if it was just autonomous, I mean, I think people would be okay going slower. There's there's no real reason to speed unless you have to manually drive. Yeah. What if you're late for something, though? Speaking of the holiday update, we have uh, Tyler in the on the chat here that say only about 10% um, have gotten the holiday update so far. And um, let's talk about the holiday update real quick. 
Um, yeah. I think it's, I think it's, I think from my perspective, it's been a, it's been a total uh, mishmash at the end of the year. I think they were trying to do too much and then kind of between trying to focus resources on the FSD project and trying to give the rest of the world some goodies to, to work with. I think uh, they kind of overshot, I mean, their own expectations and they've had to pull back dramatically. And uh, I think it was, I don't know, it was you, Brandon, or was it somebody else who tweeted that this is, or I think it could be Tyler, that this could be a two-part update where they put the goodies out first, the fun stuff. Um, it was uh, Elon. Was it Elon? No, no, Elon just said that there's more to come. I mean, he didn't put go out in the detail. Say, well, he he said in his tweet that uh, the update's in two parts. He he yeah. said they have to he split it that, up. He said it in two parts. Yes. Okay. Yeah. He did say that. Okay. Then yeah. I stand because up. because if so, if we get the holiday update here in Australia, we it's it's of no use to us. We don't our cars do not have the external speakers because it's not enforced upon uh, us by law, uh, and so we have we'll get none, none of that uh, here for us. We, it's it's, mm. a, it's it doesn't work for us at all. Hey, I understand your confusion though, Brandon Elon. It's pretty close. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> No, and um, no, and, and I think um, we've seen vestiges of different things on on Twitter, right? We've seen the the, the waypoints show up. We've seen the, the the remote streaming of cameras show up. We've seen all so that we've... stuff. So we think there's going to be a technical, a tech update and a fun update. I think the fun updates come out first, and a lot of people seem to be underwhelmed by so it. So the cameras is actually in the app. Um... Oh. I've decompiled it, and there is reference to video streaming from the Tesla app itself. Nice. Uh, I cannot find any actual buttons, uh, anything like that, um, but it is definitely in the app. Nice. Uh, so, to people out there, you you heard it here. Yeah. From, uh, Mother Franca himself. Awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> and this is in the Android APK. Yeah, it's in the Android APK. Gotcha. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So that's cool. I mean, because one of my questions, I think it was to, I think it was to Tyler um, in the chat here, um, uh, was, will it be a server-side update that they would push to enable remote streaming? And how that would be implemented? Would that just be a tab, like we see the upgrades button? Because that mm -hmm. stuff goes away and comes back at will. I mean, <laughs> depending on how often you refresh the app. So, And we didn't receive an app update strictly to enable those features. So. Yeah. Would it be something that they just can push without an app update? I don't know. There's a lot. There's a lot more smarter people than me here on the on the on the stream here who do app and coding and development. So that would be a nice thing to talk about. Um, how do you think Tesla would implement remote streaming? We see a bunch of services out there that already do it, right? There's a bunch of apps on the App Store that already show you the feeds. Uh, but I think you need to still plug in your USB stick into your phone. To, to view the feed, right? I don't think anything streams live to your phone as you're driving or things like that. Is there? No. No? So the... There are other... Uh, yeah, go on, go on, Mike. So they have a limitation. So in order for them... Uh, so basically the video footage has to be written to uh, a location and you can't grab that location simultaneously while it's still functioning. Uh, so that's why when you're going to the Sentry Viewer, your dash cam is actually kind of shut off because you're accessing the same video footage. Right. Uh, so you kind of can't do both at once. Um, there are companies that are coming out with stuff, like Amazon's supposed to be coming out one, with one this coming year, where it actually has uh, like a data connection, where you can actually view the footage remotely. 
which I feel like Tesla's going to totally ruin their product launch. But um, their their way of doing it is once uh, Sentry Mode is triggered, which is easy to figure out through uh, the APK, or not the APK, the API, uh, you can figure out when Sentry Mode is triggered, you can wait an X amount of time, and then you can uh, remotely view that footage through uh, data connection. Uh, so there are ways of doing it. It's just you need a data connection. You can't do it at the same time. Uh, and there are limitations because Tesla doesn't have an actual API. Uh, obviously, Tesla themselves can do a lot more because uh, it's Tesla and it's their code. Um, but it's a matter of time before we start seeing these things. And uh, there's been a lot of companies that offer like little USBs and stuff like that where you put in, you can connect to your phone through Bluetooth or uh, like the same Wi-Fi network. Uh, truthfully, I think all of them, and yeah, I, I, Nash is us one, and I was about to say, I truthfully think they're all overpriced and a waste of money, uh, because you can do the same exact thing with a Raspberry Pi for a fraction of the cost. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that's just my take on it, but if anyone else here wants to add in, uh, someone here is used the, is involved with the API a lot more than me. Uh, he actually has a really awesome data collection and logger thing that allows you to view your da uh, driving data really simple. Um, do you want to pitch? You want to pitch your website now? I'm giving you a... <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah, so I have Tesla Tip, just another uh, app to view your stats. I think a few folks on the call use that. Um, but with regard to the streaming, yeah, it seems like Green the Only has also posted that he's seen some things. I'm not sure if it was the iOS code or the APK that suggested there would be streaming. I thought um, it was Green the, the Only was in the UI. There was a button for remote streaming. Yeah. It was right Maybe. above the data sharing button in the UI. Yeah, that's all that I had heard too. So I'm not sure the exact details, but it seems like it is showing up in a few more places. Mm -hmm. And Tesla generally hasn't pushed things through just a configuration. Um, mm -hmm. From what I've seen, at least usually they like push an update to the app and then shortly thereafter it's kind of turned on. And then same with the updates on the car. Usually it's not just a configuration, but I think probably FSD seems like it's kind of both the software and the configuration. So um, it doesn't sound like they really usually just push a configuration then, and then they turn on all these features, but that right. would be an easier way to do it in the future if they, if they implemented that. Yeah, you know, one of the things that has gone, oh, just before we continue, we have a comment from the Blue Corsair, Tyler. Um, there's currently a way to determine this via the API as what is displayed on screen. Variable to, will change to seven, but to catch that would require polling often. More intelligent yeah. people than me will understand yeah, that, there's some, that a bit flipped to seven, I think. <laughs> yeah, there's a few different fields. So one of them is like the screen setting. So it has different numbers. And right. I guess when Sentry is triggered, you know how it shows that like orange circle. So that's kind of considered like a different screen setting. But um, normally, like those APIs won't ping your car every like two seconds. So therefore, it's really going to be really hard to catch that unless it pinged the car every like you know two seconds to see, has the screen changed, has the screen changed, has the screen changed. So probably, I don't see the API doing that. It's probably going to be something that Tesla makes a little more obvious. Like last time Sentry was triggered was this timestamp or something like that. Right. But we don't we don't know yet because they haven't released it. Uh, by the way, K10 does apologize for 
connection keeps dropping when she's trying to uh, join. So. Oh man, we apologize to you, Kaden. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, they're pushing the service to its limits. We're trying to figure out how many people we can have yeah. concurrently. Um, I, I'm surprised time. that I'm I'm able to stay out. I mean, I think I, my entire my entire uh, you know um, city is sleeping now because of post boxing day fatigue or something. That's why I'm getting all the good internet. Otherwise, my internet is horrendous. Yeah, that's right. You're a day ahead of us. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, one of the things that one of the things that I think it's it's gone silent. I think there was a there was a talk about. Um, uh, having the 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 UI from the vehicle being available on the phone, and it's in some shape and form. Like if your screen gets locked out for some reason, or screen gets stuck, mm. like to have a sort of a mini controls um, on your on your app. I think a lot a, a bunch of people did a like some um, some renders on what they thought was optimal. Mm. Um, I think that that question's gone silent. It still exists today because your screen could freeze and just go dark at any time. Um, it's happened. It happened it's to me when I was driving. What um, do you do? Remote VNC or something? Is it no, no, no. It's just it's your it's your entire display, all your controls on your phone. Right now, not everything on your screen is available on your phone. Like you can't see any autopilot settings. You can't see any of that. You can do basic things like turning on the HVAC or opening, closing doors, mechanical functions. Okay. Um, just I'll just add one point. What really drives me mad is I can't do scheduled charging for my app. Yeah. Please I give mean, me that. I'm and I'm, I'm a happy camper. <laughs> but you never know, you know, something as normal as waypoints was something that people needed to really, really ask yeah. for a long yeah. time. And then Elon agreed to like, okay, yeah. we'll do it for you, kind of thing. Yeah. So something as simple as being able to do schedule charging from your phone may not be yeah. something that's desired or required by the team at Tesla. So you'd have to really push for that hard. Yeah, it seems but like all the features that are coming out, maybe except for the super fun ones like the goat honk and everything like that, they all generally have to overlap with FSD in some way for Elon to accept them. It's like waypoints, I think he probably caved because a lot of the beta testers were asking for it. And maybe like if you're picking up five people, maybe you do want waypoints. But it's not because you know us as personal drivers want it. It's more so it'll help the bigger mission. I mean, you just extrapolate. Think of it as a robot taxi. I mean, it doesn't mm -hmm. have to be point to point. It can be point to point to point to point. If you have yeah. five spaces in the car, you can pick up five single people. And maybe it'll know how many seat belts are clipped on, and it'll know how many free spaces remaining. And it'll go offer to pick up one more person. I mean, it doesn't, you don't, it doesn't have to be, unless you put it into for me only mode, where it's just you as the passenger, maybe that would be a nice pricing model. If it's for you only, We'll we'll raise the price a bit, and if it's for if you're sharing the cost between people, everybody pays the share of the distance that they've traveled from point to point. I mean, whatever. It's a, it's an interesting pricing model that they come up with. But um, but yeah, it's it's it's. I think the next five years are going to be very very defining for the transportation industry. I think Absolutely. we're going to go from from. You know, a lot of not more countries are coming up with stringent regulations on gas cars and uh, um, and banning them. I mean, it's becoming real. It's just how many modes of I mean, it's not about public. I mean, I think it's not the general transportation problem that I think electric vehicles has. So there's two parts. I think this is two part, a two part problem. One's the EV space, and one is the full self driving space. These are mutually exclusive. These can happen independent of each other. You have 
comma.ai that's coming up with a self-driving system you can retrofit into your gas car, right? Um, it's just about ensuring compatibility. But yeah, about okay. Apple Titan, right? Well, that's an interesting topic yeah. we should talk about, right? Lithium titanate batteries and and uh, yeah. we'll see. I mean, we don't know anything. I mean, it was interesting that they that the rumor mill waited till Tesla got included in the S&P yeah. to then come out with it, right? It sounds like a cost. We'll we'll we've we'll we've been following Apple for a long time. They had Project Titan for years and years and years. And Oh, absolutely. I mean, and yeah. it's it's interesting. I mean, we can have a whole discussion on that, but um, we will and we will. Let's let's make it happen. Okay. But um, so my personal experience in 2020, it's been a it's been an interesting year, if slightly from a feature standpoint, underwhelming, uh, slightly. I mean, I think I, I saw more progress happen. I was more maybe it's because I'm into my second Tesla now and maybe I'd experienced FSD with my Model 3 SR Plus, like in the sense I had I felt I had more excitement then. Than I have today until I see the FSD beta, because it's all been improvements and there's still a bunch of bugs. I don't and, and to um, Tom's point, I think the United States has the best Tesla experience you can have today. I think I've never ridden in a US California. Tesla vehicle. California Maybe California. California. California probably has the absolute best Tesla experience, and I still see it making a lot of mistakes here. It's just my honest opinion, and and I think there is a, a huge scope for improvement in in other countries. I think, but that will come as they get the data. Without the data, nothing will improve. It'll still it'll still be as bad as it. I mean, it'll still make the same mistakes. It needs correction. It needs frequent correction, right? So I mean, Brandon can talk to this. It's um, I mean, actually, if you can take a quick segue and talk about how iteratively Tesla has improved from. The first beta that you experienced to beta eight, um, based on your feedback, do you see a direct correlation between pushing the camera account and improvements in that stretch? I, I do notice you do the same loop, and you have observed improvements. Can you talk a bit about yeah, that? Yeah, so I do that just sure. I just do that more for my personal because you know Tesla doesn't say we're testing this specific scenario. They used to with various testing uh, procedures, but not this. Uh, phase for some reason. So I just have a test setup so I can see the differences between each build because they just don't tell us what they are. So we kind of have to find them out for ourselves and everyone that's seeing the videos are literally seeing it while we're experiencing it. So, you know, like the, the last video I did driving into my neighborhood, it no longer turned. That was like a huge deal for me. Like from builds one through seven, it's always turned down one of my side streets or attempted to turn into a traffic lane at one point with Mark. Um, but this last, the, yeah, this last build was great. It, there's no more turn signals. It's actually driving straight down the street. So that was a huge deal for me. And the turning, it, it's so hard to show that to people, but the turning is, was really like jerky. And it, it's so hard to convey that because all the, the camera stabilization and smoothing that we have, but this last build is so much more natural. Like it, it's like autopilot, like it slowly turns the wheel. Like it, it's like, it has smoothing built into it now. So. To me, it just feels so much more natural. I mean, there's still a lot of progress that needs to be made, but it, it's not like it's not like FSD beta comes out and it rolls out the next day to everyone else. It's not like that. This is part of the test process. It takes some months. So, you know, even with Smart Summon, I think yeah. it was three months, three months before it even started rolling wide. Yeah. 
So I'm viewing it as beta is the same, but this is a pandemic year, so it's even different. I've noticed something with the uh, hardware 3.0 update. So I had the hardware 3.0 upgrade on the Model X, and now, of course, the Model 3 has that as well. In 2.5, uh, there is one particular section where there is some construction going on, but the car has to take the uh, off-ramp, or it has to take the exit, uh, as you guys call it, um, immediately after the construction zone. On 2.5, it used to take it fine every single time. And ever since I got the 3.0 update on both the X and now on the 3, it just does not take that exit at all. That's the exit that I need to take from the highway to go to my house, and it does not take that exit at all. Uh, at every single time, it, it fails. I'm not sure if what, what has happened in the between the two hardware updates. Uh, 3.0 is supposed to be better, but uh, it is on it is on Navigator on auto, Autopilot, so it should take that exit, but it just doesn't take the exit anymore on the 3.0 update. So, Well, it sounds like there's like a lot of things in flight that are changing. Like one of the things that I haven't experienced yet, but uh, we've seen in some of the videos, especially like in Brandon's, how the screen used to, like if you were watching closely, the screen would jump around a little bit. Like when it was defining the path of the road, like those red dots, those used to kind of jut out, like almost as wide as a car away. So that kind of jutting was changing the like the dynamics of how it drive. And um, it seems like possibly in beta eight, those lines now are not moving as much. And because they're not moving as much, that means that the car has a more stable world to try to navigate. So I think that is helping too. And that might be why, like Elon was saying, that it's coming out sooner now because uh, the screen is actually starting to become more stable. So the the reference points through like which it's making its decisions possibly now are more stable too. Okay. So I mean, the, obviously the the world it around you has reminds me of like it reminds me of noise. You know, like when you have video and you have camera noise. That's what it reminds me of. So like this release seems like there's less noise on the the screen. The the dots are a lot more stable. Like when it draws a path line, I no longer see it just jumping and jumping and jumping. It like it just kind of just stays. And sometimes you see it jump occasionally, but it's just it's different. Like they did something to the software. It's a lot more optimized. And that's something that we. I think that's it's. Like we, sorry, I was, I was gonna say I think that's it's his, um, uh, like confidence of what it's seeing, because way back when the when the yeah, you guys yeah. About that. just now I was just talking about I was just right. thinking of speaking about that like when I bought my Model Three, oh man, yeah. that would give me like it would distort my vision just looking at my screen just because it's doing this shimmering on the screen. And I think that's its confidence level of what it sees it's around its like around right. its surroundings. And I think it's just the confidence level increasing. Uh, that's why you're seeing less of the jittery lines. Uh, it just the car is saying, "Yeah, we're we're certain this is there." It's no longer like, "Is it there? Or is it not there?" Uh, and that's why it's uh, flickering. But Mark was going to say something, and we kind of. Sorry, Mark. <laughs> no, that's fine. I was just going to say that, like, we did see there was direct. Like we're still kind of learning because like no one is working for Tesla here, so we don't know exactly what the code is. But it seems like um, we had noticed that even if the display moved just a touch over, the pathing basically switched lines completely. So like we encountered that um, in one of the videos with Brandon, where it was literally zigzagging, switching lanes across the road. Which normally you'd think that seems really strange, but it wasn't actually that strange when you saw the screen because the screen was drawing a yellow line, and then it was showing a, a white line in that same spot, and then a yellow line, and then a white line. So based off of that rule, it had to keep switching lanes. But mm -hmm. we like it, what didn't have the confidence to say, this is a white line, and therefore I'm going to keep it as a white line for, like let's say, 50 feet. 
or for five minutes or something like that. So maybe they have either increased like the, the threshold for which it up when it updates, or maybe yeah, the confidence has gone up and the detection is much better. Do you think that it's um, do you think that it would be useful for future FSD beta testers to actually have the ability to tweak their experience? I mean, to to fine tune their experience um, in their vehicles. Mm. Let's say you had the five colors and or the five rules. Or I, obviously, I don't have the release, so I don't understand all the rule sets actually. But uh, how I, how I envision this is basically trying to fine tune the the knobs on your amp to just sound the, the bass, the treble, the, you know, the gain just enough. So it, it, it works right. You know, maybe, uh, like instead of just having, letting Tesla do their own analysis, like it would be nice for the FSD beta testers to have a few more controls to, to tweak maybe this exact zigs ping ponging in lanes you mentioned, if you could, adjust the sensitivity or turn off or raise the, the the threshold level a bit or widen the threshold level a bit. You know, if you had such controls, um, like a developer suite for mm. FSD beta testers along with a test plan, because right now I, I see two things really lacking is the testers are just completely, it's incumbent on them to do whatever tests they feel like. And what if I just don't drive my car? For three weeks after getting the FSD beta, it's going to sit in my garage. How am I helping the cause? I'm not, yeah. right? But you, you can give it a nest, though. Oh yeah, but here, here's the thing: even if they said, "Hey, we want you to go out and drive uh, 500 kilometers this week," it might not be possible, right? So whether no, no, you, no. Whether what you I mean is... drive your car or not, like it's not going to make or break it. They they can't like force you to say. Uh, like Brandon, if they told you, "Hey, you have to go out, and we want you to do no, no, no. uh, two hundred roundabouts today," because this is what we're testing, yeah. uh, it's not like the way they're doing it makes sense. And I'll tell you why. It so has to be Australia. We have two hundred roundabouts in one kilometer here. No, well, we I have none here because people drive country. into them. Yes. Um, but my my point being is, I think the way that they're doing it makes sense in a way because uh, they're able to collect uh, all the edge cases anyway, regardless of. Uh, they're, they're, they're able to collect data from the whole fleet, not just the FSD beta testers. And they run it in uh, shadow mode anyway, and they're able to collect all the data they need. So when they're doing curves, for example, it might have been my car, it might have been once someone in here, it might not have been none of us. Depends on what data they need at any given point in time. And I feel like having it more natural uh, progression of uh, someone doing their day-to-day -day drive is actually more valuable than uh, like a specific test. Uh, because then they're able to uh, tweak and uh, make improvements along the way rather than say, hey, this one specific thing we're, we're fixing, where their approach is kind of like, hey, we're going to fix everything as we go, uh, which might actually be better in the long run. Just a um, thought. Well, my two cents to that is um, I think, I think uh, that Tesla does have evaluation criteria in the back end for evaluating the data that they receive, right? I mean, you see these massive uploads that are going through. I mean, considering that they've cherry-picked the number of FSD beta testers, here's what I would do. Like, okay, so on my day job, I, I work in product development, and I'm sending people out doing tests for me, and I have to give them a list of things to test. Otherwise, how do I know, I mean, if the system has passed or failed? And especially if it's new features, I want them to specifically stress test, regression test the new feature and do the entire system on a system level as well so that 
you know, like you said, the, their own normal daily drive. But I'm just saying to to the point what Brandon was saying, he's crafted a route for himself that basically tests the nuances of every data. Like it tests the turns, it tests straight lines, it tests it tests roundabouts and highways and speeds and things like that, right? Um, yeah, thanks, Mark. Um, we don't want more features. Uh, Mark in the chat says product manager, but product managers always want more features. No, I'm saying test the feature set that you have, but give the tester a test plan so that they know that they're giving adding maximum value to the exercise. I mean, you're going to release an FSD beta every two weeks, but you want the maximum. It's in Tesla's best interest to have the maximum use cases driven rather than miles driven, in my opinion, so that they can they can figure out if there's one particular use case or two or three particular use cases where it's going dramatically wrong. You know, see, see, I think sure. uh, so if you guys so uh, it something to do with the fact that they're allowing us to talk publicly about it, that might be the difference, because in prior test processes that we've had, it's been specific test a specific, you know, mm. portion of it. But this is different because we're allowed to talk publicly about it. I think that they're probably allowing the message to be different. So here's what we're going to give you. And we're just kind of showing it to everyone. So I think maybe it's a little bit different because of the fact that we're able to talk publicly about it at the time. That might be why it's different. So I, I'm not entirely sure. But that doesn't help you get better data, does it? it? I mean, you can talk publicly about it, I get it, but but it doesn't help the quality of the data. Talking well, publicly about it doesn't necessarily translate into good data set. There's, there's, two, thing, there's two things I'll mention, though. So uh, you have Earl, for example. He's going out to the pet store to buy dog food. Right, yeah. seems like a reasonable, reasonable drive for him, right? right. Uh, if there's no whatever this specific case on his drive, should he be going out of his way to go find it? Like, shouldn't the beta work for him rather than him having to go out of his way to find something specific because that's what Tesla wants? Like, I'm pretty sure Old just wants to go to the store, get dog food for his dogs. And then go back home, right? Uh, yeah. Your use case that you just mentioned is perfect when it's not a beta program. When it's an FSD, when it's an FSD production release, that'll just it's a slave to the master. The master is the person commanding it to take it to point B from point A. But here's the thing, right? The beta is public, and Tesla wants to have that perception of it works for your everyday use case because the FSD, uh, like a lot of people, are really stuck with uh, what Tesla's doing and they're against all the competitors with, in terms of full autonomy. But if you actually look around, uh, the competition for full autonomy is like heating up like crazy. Uh, there's oh, yeah. a lot of really good competition out there. So by Tesla actually having this program where develop, uh, developers, I was going to say, where early beta people are able to share their experiences, uh, there's they're getting all kinds of sales for FSD. They're getting all kinds of people interested in Tesla that weren't before. P people are sharing these videos. And it's- Oh, it's an absolute power move. It's it an is. absolute power move by mm. Tesla to allow Correct. beta testers to share. Oh yeah, it's a, it's a marketing move, and I think saying, "Hey, uh, you know, he's going to the store to buy his his pet food," is actually more valuable to Tesla than go out and do this turn because we need this data. And on that point, I'm going to give um, a point because some people really dislike Waymo, but they should do some really good stuff. Uh, for starters, they give away all their data, and it's actually like really detailed, which I think is amazing. Uh, but they're actually building a an enclosed circuit. And I know some people are like, oh, they shouldn't do this because Tesla's doing a more general approach. Uh, but they're actually an enclosed circuit makes a lot of sense because they want to do like extreme use cases where 
uh, you know, there's like an explosion in front of the car or something where you don't really want to test that on an actual road. Uh, so I kind of hope Tesla does the same where they have like these, they have like an enclosed circuit for like those extreme situations where really you don't want a beta tester to have that type of experience on a road. Uh, you want to have to test it ahead of time uh, where they can say, hey, we, the car should do this or the car should do that. And um, I think ultimately, even with edge cases, they will never be able to cover 100% of them. It's just not humanly possible. You want to get as close to as possible. And I think uh, the route that they're taking currently is probably the best path. Again, they're getting more people interested. Uh, it's for your everyday use case. Uh, the people who are beta testing it know it's not 100%. Uh, you can see them sweating. Uh, mm. And I think, uh, and even the people they bring along, like our friend in the top right here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, so, it's I don't true. Know. It's, well, yeah, I would say that like, the, the two things are the marketing is definitely, that's probably first and foremost why it's being public right now, because they had no reason really to make it public otherwise besides marketing, uh, because they haven't with other features. But I think that they are, they do just want real customers using it. They don't necessarily want, you know, like we're not employed by Tesla. So it's not specifically QA, but it is like real customers trying to put real use cases against the system. And I think most of the answers that are coming back from the system aren't like, this is this use case, therefore this is this rule. Some of it might be just like probability based, like we think this is a lane, therefore we're gonna drive in it. And, you know, so it's, I think it's a combination of both. So it's going to be really difficult to just define all the rules. I think some of it is just probability based. So you might see some cases where like a beta tester drives through the same road three times and you get different results every time because it's not hard coded. So maybe like giving some guides, like maybe like if Brandon was able to click a button and say, this chose the wrong lane, maybe that kind of feedback would be good for Tesla. But I can't see them hard coding it to like say, this is a four lane road, that's one way. Like they're probably not going to accept feedback like that, but maybe you just know the uh, you know the uh, the the green the only on Twitter. You know he was able to go into the system and show you the myriad of buttons available. There should be an easy way for FSD beta testers to give, in my opinion, this is my opinion, more informed feedback. Now the first step is to be able. That's why Brandon was mentioning the other day. He actually speaking in the videos, hoping that Tesla actually latches on to the the. Mm -hmm. The content of what he's saying, because watching something is is only is is nowhere as good as knowing what you're watching, right? If somebody yeah. tells you, "Look, you're looking for the dot on the screen," yeah. at least you know what you're looking for, right? Otherwise, a needle in a haystack. What is the Tesla guy gonna at the other end? He's gonna watch this big stream of this car. Just okay, autopilot was disengaged. Did it? They have to figure out the question again after receiving the footage. So. It would be nice to actually label it with the the like tag it with the problem. It's it, or at least under a major bucket like lane changing. Like maybe maybe you were able to like press the steering wheel. Like how you're able to submit a voice log. Like you're able to trigger a recording using the the button saying lane changing issue, and it's basically uploads. You know, I or, always I always thought they should do like a yeah. wave like system where you can like yeah. just tap on the yeah. screen. You have yes. like five options. But uh, including guessing, police. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I'm guessing tapping on the screen yeah, requires I, I, more. That's why I think they did. That's... Go ahead, Ren. Go yeah, ahead. and I think that's why they're doing this because, you know, in the past, we've only been able to write emails 
and you mm. cannot get the message across what you're trying yeah. to say. Okay, no this is the issue, and you're trying to write as detailed email as you possibly can. There's just no way to do it. So I think that this this video approach that they're taking, you know, I don't know if it should be publicly, but I mean it's fine. But at least they have a way to see our feedback in real time to what's actually happening, which is why I think is pretty awesome what they're doing. Yeah, it sounds like it's possibly just kind of an upgrade in terms of how well they're able to interpret the beta testers' responses. But I could definitely see in the future, maybe they make that better in the future too, like with buttons or whatever. But it is a little dangerous, like kind of to Noah's point in the chat, these are people's vehicle, their own personal vehicles. And even just clicking that little camera icon is a little difficult, like if you guys on the road. So imagining more buttons might even be more difficult. Like, oh, is this mm -hmm. the, which of these 10 buttons do I push without getting into an accident? Yeah. I think mm -hmm. they'd be able to really leverage their voice system to, to help these things because you can add a lot more content. If you, if, I mean, if they were able to even enable duplex audio, like they're able to talk to you, like for the duration of the FSD beta program, keep a bunch of people you can directly start talking to if you find a problem. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know, that would be a very cool idea too. Like get it like a call center kind of thing, but just for the beta testers, you don't need too many people. Or just turn on the mic when you tap the, the report button, just bring yeah. up the yeah. mic and you just yeah. say what was going on and just record your voice snapshot up. That would be the easiest thing because they're already getting yeah. snapshots. Yeah, just so I think there's a, there's a bunch of ways they could really leverage their data connection that's always live anyway to enable duplex audio, which I think they, they already can do. Like, um, that would be very cool. Uh, there's, I think we've basically, I just want to yeah, add a comment around uh, maybe Tesla having some sort of closed circuit testing. I would certainly hope that they're doing some sort of winter testing on FSD uh, because no offense to our California friends that have the FSD beta, what they're experiencing obviously is going to be very different than what we're going to experience here in Canada in the winter. And so, Sweden as well. And, and Sweden, yeah, my apologies, yeah. everywhere that has snow. Along the same latitude where yeah. you get snow and ice. Uh, so, my hope is that they're doing some sort of FSD testing, maybe in Alaska somewhere, or maybe in Europe somewhere, where they do have a lot of snow and winter conditions, and more of a closer. Norway's getting it. Yeah. yeah, I think yeah, Norway I, would be I the doing that. Hmm. Okay, that would, that would be good. Like, because it would be nice to to have a full circuit feedback loop with Tesla, rather than I, I mean, if you look at it today, even even today, there is still the gap between. Okay, you have the beta testers on the road and you have a gap and then you have Tesla on this side viewing all the footage. They send out an update, but there's no... It, what I'm trying to say is in this development stage of the process, you should have dev beta notes. You should have a dev log. You should know what they've fixed from previous update to the next update. You guys get the same release notes with the same... It could do the worst thing at the worst time possible and stuff yeah. like that, right? Yeah. yeah. I, I find it... I mean, I know to, Mother, to, to Franklin's point, I know they want it to be as real world an experience for people eventually when it comes out to people that's the, the i it's it's kind of like a funny intersection of different wants i think that's I, what this I will program is i will tell you what this what i thought this was i i thought this was an, an exercise uh a two-part exercise one is for uh, the beta testers to actually test the the software but more importantly i think this is a desensitization uh, for the general public, because they Tesla wants them to be desensitized to this particular, uh, you know, FSD experience, yeah. and that is why, and that that is exactly why I think, you know, they it, they they put the the same release notes to everybody, to to sort of 
sort of show them to show to show general users that well it is the same release notes as everybody else you're used to uh, your your tesla having a software update and a release note coming through this is exactly what this is and there is a long there's a small little line at every um in every update which says bug fixes but in your case the bug fixes are the most important feature but but tesla does not want the general public to sort of get scared saying <clears> that, oh did my car have so many bugs uh, oh, that is scary. Then they don't. So this is a desensitization exercise more than anything else. You know what would really help? I think part of the des okay, the, the desensitization is good, but I'm just saying that in addition, maybe you have a pin protected dev version of release notes that you are not allowed to share. That you can actually see every single thing that's fixed. Hmm. Like um, that would really help the testers because they know then. Okay, this is the next thing. I Started want that. Channel, Tesla. I know. I know. Absolutely. I'm just echoing Brandon's request yeah. here, but. Start a Discord channel, Tesla. Come on, what are you waiting? It's a little for? bit of a like it's a slippery slope though, because as with any kind of like dev QA interaction, you don't necessarily want the QA to know what yes, the dev you, changed you, because then they'll, they'll it could affect, affect their bias. It could shift the bias in a certain way. Yeah, I get it. I get it. It's yeah. it's a funny it's a funny line. Um, yeah. But I, I I think if there was like an open conversation, possibly with like the beta testers and the developers, it might be nice just in like asking general questions like. Do you expect it to work in this scenario? Like things like that, but not like it should take this left at this angle. And then, you know, not nothing specific, but more general use cases. I think probably developers could give like yes, no answers. I mean, obviously, I mean, you could break it down into high impact, low impact, minimal impact kind of kind of uh, feature set improvements. Like steering smoothness would, I think, would be a very high impact area. Mm -hmm. Like to Brandon's point, Brandon found out that it felt much more smoother and much more human like. It would be nice to know that the steering sensitivity or um, steering shifts have been smoothened out for a better improved user experience. You know, how would you put it out to the general public? I mean, like we managed to raise the power level of your vehicle by optimizing HVAC and batteries, for example, right? Like, mm -hmm. at and least they delay, like if they could delay that information maybe like two days later, just so that, you know, they don't bias anyone. Right. So like when he goes out, he notices these things. And then afterwards, oh, yeah, you come confirmed that. This is actually what we changed. So you did notice it. You could have the flip. You could have a post checklist. You could have, and before we send you the next update, we'll send you a checklist that you check off. You you answer a few questions. Okay, did the steering feel smoother to you or not? Did you because instead of providing all the information up front, like you're saying, like so that to not heavily bias the the opinion of the beta tester, provide an after test checklist that you can answer multiple choice questions and provide that feedback before you get the next update. So that at least Tesla knows that there's been certain, if if 60% of the beta testers are saying that, no, I did not feel a steering impact, maybe they need to tweak the steering sensitivity or not. You know, mm -hmm. at least that kind of stuff will come back if, if you have some sort of closed loop with your end users in this, in this case, testers. So it'd be nice. We don't. We don't have anything. There's no way. Yeah. There's no yeah, dialogue. Yeah. How, how about how about We're basically just saying, oh, this is what's happening, and that's it. It would be nice to have all these, right? Like that's what I'm saying. It would be nice to have a more structured uh, way to test for the depth for the beta testers, not for obviously the general public. Yeah. They want. I, I, I have a suggestion. We all Tesla already has something in place. You know, when you go into the app, we have the messages. Uh, uh, section which is not used at all. We don't use them at all. At least it can be uh, used just for the devs. 
um, so that they they can sort of have a two-way dialogue with an actual person uh, saying that oh this is done this is done because I was I was thinking maybe a Slack channel why the Slack channel is not necessary there is already a feature in every single app uh, where you can you know send back a message or something like that 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 that'll be that'll be yeah you know considering that they have the number of beta testers is not in the thousands or the yes, hundred yes, thousands yes, it's yes. in the it's in the hundreds eventually. Yes. Yeah. I'm thinking they could definitely establish a direct link um, mm. with each one to to talk to them about their feedback. When they can call you to tell you that, I mean, at least initially, they called you to tell you that you're going to be part of the program. They could call you to find out how your experience has been. I mean, I, I don't know. It's it's just mm. thoughts and ideas. We're just trying to do a mind dump here, trying to figure out how best they could enhance the FSD beta program. Considering, look, you know, in the future, there could be a robo-taxi beta program. Who knows? Like, um, eventually, a lot of people buying their second or third Teslas want them to go out and be robo taxis, right? Like, yeah. how would you beta test that when there's no driver in the vehicle? Here you have Brandon in the vehicle, actually in his own vehicle, there to correct, to course correct. Like, what if the FSD problem hasn't be yet been solved? What What if an autonomous vehicle, truly autonomous, without any anybody, okay, in it? When it encounters a problem, when it has a breakdown, what does it do? Yeah, I think right now it's still in the phase of like trying to do the right thing yeah. in like the traffic situations, mm -hmm. but it hasn't gotten to the point where it's like emergency situations yet. Those yeah. I think will be a separate section. I think there's going to be a huge, I think that we need to do almost yeah, another I, podcast episode on ethics, like in the ethical section of autonomy and how it, what it means. Um, that's, that's the classic, right? Like who would you protect? The, the two-year-old kid running across the street or your passenger when you know that impact is probable. The probability of impact is greater than 99.999%. Do you hit a tree injuring the passenger or do you, you know, those are the questions that people get asked, right? Um, swerving. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a, it's going to be a crazy problem. Um, I'm sorry, Brandon, I interrupted when you were speaking. What were you saying? Oh, I was just, I was just going to say, I, I don't, FSD is in the spot now where it's like we get in the car and it's literally going to pull us out of our driveway and take us to a parking spot. Like it's not at that point yet. It's it's at the point where it's you know taking turns for us on the streets, uh, but we still have to do the the detailed work from the beginning and the end. So I don't think it's truly at the spot where it's at like robo taxi level by any means. No. At least from Absolutely. what we're seeing. Yeah. I think I think there has to be that use with extreme caution, but at the same time. Like be excited about it because it's awesome. Like um, awesomeness with cautiousness. I think mm -hmm. that has to be the we're veering off of uh, FSD itself. And I would love to see the Tesla network app coming coming for. I just I, I wanted to send another tweet to Elon to ask him if when the net network app would come, like a like a Tesla Uber service where human pilots can still use that human network. pilot. Yeah, human pilots. We we are human pilots. Peasant pilot. Peasant pilot. Peasant party, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yes, yeah, true. I mean, so what would be the difference there? Then? I mean, um, it's just people, Tesla owners, who are already part of, a, say, an existing Uber network, would just switch exactly. over to a Tesla network, so Tesla exactly. gets a part of the share. Yeah, so so it's disrupting uh, Uber's, um, you know? Business model, yeah. Business model, exactly. Well, not market share, actually. Not It wouldn't be the business model. It would be the exact same business model. It'd just be, it would just be the market share that Tesla now. All Tesla vehicles can be part of the network. It's just who wants it to be, right? You heard a couple of stories where people paid off for their Teslas by actually putting into stuff like Puro or something. I think. Yes, that's true. That is true. Um, so long time ago. I think I, it was I, I'm going to put up my hand and say my Tesla is paying for itself. 
I am I am extremely happy to say that that yeah. uh, the, the, my Model Three, which is there right now in Canberra, I have not had to pay anything for that car for uh, for the last uh, four months. Is it no? So from June, uh, right. from the end of June, I have not had to pay anything. So it is paying for itself. And uh, now I put my Model X uh, into uh, into uh, uh, hiring service as well. We have an exclusive uh, electric vehicle hiring, just like Churo here. It's called ev.com.au, ev.com.au. And uh, my Model X is paying for itself. I am extremely, extremely uh, lucky. And I'm really, really happy, to be honest. Um, so uh, in, in essence, my I am looking, I mean, depreciation is there but even without uh, even with the, with the depreciation and all of that i want the cars to just pay for itself <laughs> mother franco wants to do uh yeah why not why not why not right like yeah i know okay while we, while we're at it we'll have a soccer mom's mode as well yeah come on yeah <laughs> all the soccer moms are going to kill me for this comment but then yeah why not yeah hey but you know what uh actually mark here posted something on the chat this actually brings up a very good point don't hit the squirrel yeah, it's 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 not human reaction. Like I mean, I I think it was a recent video where it was recognizing and breaking down for something really small on the road. Was the, I don't exactly remember what the context was, but that startled the driver. Or um, what would it do in this kind of situation? Hmm. I'm not sure if it detected squirrels before, but I think we've seen dogs just render as people, and we've seen like leaf stacks or garbage cans. Those show up just as like uh, objects. Right. Brandon probably has a little bit more color on that. Yeah, so I think it does detect between like hard and soft objects. That's why you start seeing objects that are uh, red and you see other objects that are like uh, green. I think it does know the difference between like hard and soft objects because it'll drive through leaf pile, but it won't drive into like a cone at all. Oh. You know, okay. so I think it does have some kind of recognition of things. Pop holes will be like green dots on the screen. So I think it does know between like hard and soft objects. Mm. This would be very cool. <laughs> the game controller, yeah, that'd be nice. This would be very cool. Um, yeah. Imagine if we could we could have a collaboration between Tesla and Stadia or something, or a PlayStation Network or something, and <laughs> control our cars using controllers. But anyway, we digress. Um, I think it's been um, a very interesting 2020. There's been a lot of in more ways than one, absolutely. In more ways than one, I think everybody has been impacted in some way or the other. Um, uh, whether it's been part of uh, health, general upkeep, and um, not being able to drive their Teslas and feeling psyched about it, like I am for sure, um, and Tom has for sure. That's a lot of mileage, Tom. That's a lot of mileage that you put in a year. That's awesome. The it's more awesome. green miles, the better, yeah. right? Oh yeah. Um, I think onwards and upwards, then, gents. Absolutely. Yeah. We miss you, K10. Sorry that the, the that the uh, the stream wasn't stable enough to to keep you on here, but uh, thank you for showing up. And I'd like to take the opportunity to thank everybody here for taking the time on a Saturday and uh, to come on the Boxing Day episode of the Bite of Why podcast. I think it's been a there was no general agenda for this episode. It was just about meeting, bringing heads together, talking about the year in review, yeah. and um, and excited for twenty twenty one. Everybody, uh, I think, signing off from here. Everyone have a a great rest of the year, and uh, go FST Beta, FST Beta Canada, FST Beta Aussie, FST Beta 
Norway and Sweden. Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, see you guys in 2021. Yes, see you in 2021, everybody. Absolutely. Yes, 2021. 2021. See ya. Bye bye.